Well, hello, live-a-worthy day. What a wonderful day indeed it is. Shalom. Number 14-0723, A Year with the Church Fathers. Eat from the right fruit. St. Irenaeus of Lyons warns us against people who claim to know what they can't possibly know. Listen to the teachings in the Church and ignore those who claimed to know better. The Church has been planted in this world like a Garden of Eden. Thus the Spirit of God says, You may freely eat of every tree of the Garden. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16. That is, eat from every scripture of the Lord, but you must not eat with a proud mind or touch any heretical discord. For these men claim that they themselves have the knowledge of good and evil, and they set their own impious minds above the God who made them. Thus they form opinions on what is beyond the limits of understanding. This is why the Apostle says, I bid everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. So that we won't be cast out of the paradise of life by eating the knowledge of these men. That knowledge that knows more than it should. St. Irenaeus Against Heresies 5.20.2 In God's presence, consider, am I careful enough to weigh what people say about Catholic teaching against what the Church actually teaches? Closing prayer. Father, let your Church stand up as clear sign for all people and by the power of your Spirit, take away the divisions between Christians. Through the Year with Thomas Merton. Practical Norms. Warm sun. Perhaps these yellow wildflowers have the minds of little girls. My worship is a blue sky and 10,000 crickets in the deep wet hay of the field. My vow is the silence under their song. I admire the woodpecker and the dove in simple mathematics of flight. Together we study practical norms. The plowed and planted field is red as a brick in the sun and says, Now my turn! Several of us begin to sing, Cables to the Ace. Our True Liberty Our true liberty is something we must never sacrifice. For if we sacrifice it, we renounce God himself. Only the false spontaneity of caprice, the pseudo-liberty of sin, is to be sacrificed. New seeds of contemplation. Magnificat, July 2023. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 10, verses 16 through 23. Jesus said to his disciples and apostles, Behold, I am sending you like sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and simple as doves. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will be led before governors and kings for my sake as a witness before them and the pagans. When they hand you over, do not worry about 
how you are to speak or what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say. For it will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will hand over brother to death and father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but whoever endures the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to another. Amen, I say to you, you will not finish the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day, Preserving to the End The heavenly spouse of chaste souls was not slow in giving Catherine manifest proofs that he had accepted her sacrifice of a vow of chastity and in treating her as well-beloved spouse. She, in turn, did her best to respond with perfect fidelity and unreserved love to his caress and to the intimate communications with which he favored her. But her strength could no longer sustain its ardor, and the flesh soon gave way beneath the efforts of the spirit. She fell dangerously ill and was able then to lead only a lingering existence subject to constant pain. In this state she united herself more and more with Jesus by meditating on his death and suffering and by attending Mass. She felt well only at the foot of the altar, buried in profound contemplation and shedding torrents of tears whose inexhaustible fountain was his love and the wound it had inflicted on her heart. She often so forgot the wants of her body as not even to feel the cold which benumbered her whole frame. But the solidarity and and solidity of her virtue is best seen in the unalterable gentleness, patience, joy, even that she manifested in the sufferings she experienced in her last days. Men are often astonished to behold that those who practice and those who practice the greatest austerity are more sensitive than others to any annoying or humiliating event that happens simply because there is nothing of their own choice in it. Self-will is always the last victim and is often found missing from the Holocaust. Catherine understood the superiority of the crosses presented by the hand of the Lord over those who are self-imposed. She was at last attacked by a malady which was at once deemed mortal. It struck at a time when everyone was busy with labors in the field so that she could scarcely expect care for any from anybody. She remained alone whole days with a platter of Indian coin and a little water beside her bed. Delighted to behold herself thus forsaken of men, she communed constantly with her God and found the days only too short. She spent her last night in a loving colloquy with her divine Savior and with his Holy Mother, whom she had always singularly honored, regarding herself as a spouse of Christ attached to the retinue of the Queen of Virgins. God's Little Instruction Book 1, 2, and 3 by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number 1, inspired by Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. 
A people that values its privileges above its principles soon loses both. Uprighteousness and right standing with God, moral and spiritual, resistitude in every area and relation, elevate a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. A pint of example is worth a barrel full of advice. That's golden nugget number two, inspired by Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. Golden nugget number three is Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. It has been my observation that most people get ahead during the time that others waste. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Chesterson day by day. The fall of the Bastille. The destruction of the Bastille was not a reform. It was something more important than a reform. It was an iconoclasm. It was the breaking of a stone image. The people saw the building like a giant looking at them with a scorn of eyes. And they struck at it as at a caved and carved face. For all the shapes in which that immerse illusion called materialism can terrify the soul, perhaps the most oppressive is that of the big building. Man looks like a fly, an incident in the thing he has himself made. It requires a violent effort of the spirit to remember that man made this confounding thing and man could unmake it. Therefore, the mere act of the raged people in the street taking and destroying a huge public building has a spiritual and a ritual meaning far beyond its immediate political results. It is a religious service. It, for instance, the socialists were numerous or courageous enough to capture and smash up the Bank of England. You might argue forever about the in utility of the act and how it really did not touch the root of the economic problem in the correct manner. But mankind would never forget it. It will be it will change the world. Tremendous trifles. Reflection Christians must arm themselves against the seductions of this world. They must be armed against every attack and every temptation so that every evil is repelled by them. Such armor is not made in a day or two, but is diligently and laboriously forged by a lengthy process. Of what value is all our virtue if we succumb to the first temptation? Speaking of this, St. Gregory of Nicaea cites the example of a monkey in Alexandria. An animal trainer in Alexandria taught a monkey to skillfully impersonate a female dancer on stage. The spectators in the theater praised the monkey, which was dressed as a female dancer, and danced to the beat of the music. But while the viewers were occupied observing such a novel spectacle, some comedian decided to show everyone that a monkey is nothing more than a monkey. While they all shouted and applauded the skill of the monkey, 
the comedian threw onto the stage some sweets that monkeys particularly like. As soon as the monkey saw the sweets, it forgot the dance, the applause, and the elaborate costume, and dashed around, groping with its paws for the sweets. And since its dress interfered, it began to tear it apart with its nails, attempting to remove it. And in place of praise and amazement, laughter broke out among the spectators. For behind the torn mask of the dancer, a monkey was revealed. Learn to be quiet. Learn to be still. These are among the most valuable lessons in our journey. Ancient wisdom for the day's world. Do you maintain that you are keeping the commandment of love towards your neighbor? If so, why is there so much bitter ill feeling in you against this or that person? Is that uh, other perhaps a sign that you are preferring transient goods to loving and that just to possess them you are struggling even to the point of hostility to your brothers and sisters? Sadness and ill feeling go hand in hand. So if you are sad when you see your brother and sister's face, that probably means that you are harboring ill feelings. If it does, then pray for that brother or sister, and you will weaken the drive of your passion, because a prayer will purge of all bitterness the memory of the evil the other has done to you. After that, by acquiring love for your neighbor, you will eradicate any trace of that passion from your soul. If someone else is harboring ill feeling against you, show yourself friendly towards him and also be humble. Treat him well and you will set him free from his passion. It is essential to eradicate envy, anger, and ill feeling against people who have offended us. But this in and of itself does not mean you are loving them. You can avoid returning evil for evil simply because the law commands it, without experiencing a scrap of love. In this way, you'll make no progress to repaying evil with good. Yet readiness to do good to someone who hates us is a characteristic of perfect love alone. Maximus the Confessor, Centuries on Charity.